coming up on this episode of You're Invited. Working in a public library, um, you know, sometimes public library patrons can be a little overly friendly and want to connect with their favorite librarians. And while it's flattering to be a favorite librarian, I wanted to avoid that. Freaks, humor geeks, folks whose tongues are in their cheeks. Welcome to the Style Invitational. Misfits, wags and wits, folks who laugh at naughty bits. Here's a show that's fun and educational. You will meet our leading losers and learn the way they think. Take their tips and maybe you will see your name in ink. Empress Pat, aristocrat, she'll put out the welcome mat, so get in line and file in, soon you will be smiling, welcome to the Style Invitational. Welcome to another episode of You're Invited, where we talk to losers, losers' friends, and loser community about the Style Invitational in the Washington Post. Today, we have somebody, a, a rising star, and I'm baffled by what her real name is because I get some messages from her that say Sarah Walsh, and I think she appeared that way on TV, Sarah Meadow Walsh, then there's Sarah Norland Park, and is that the same as Sarah Park? And is there a Sarah Meadow Norland Park, Sarah Meadow Norland Park Walsh? Anyway, I think you know who um, I'm talking about now. So I think I'm welcoming Sarah Meadow Walsh to the show. Welcome. Glad to <laughs> Thank have you. you. I'm delighted to join you. <laughs> What is your name? <laughs> Clear that up. <laughs> it's Sarah Walsh. And the reason behind my Facebook pseudonym is working in a public library. Um, you know, sometimes public library patrons can be a little overly friendly and want to connect with their favorite librarians. And while it's flattering to be a favorite librarian, I wanted to avoid that. So I chose a name that is a nod to my love of Jane Austen. Uh, the savvy among you will recognize Norland Park as clearly I'm not savvy. (laughs) (laughs) So the savvy, the savvy Jane Austen, you know, really Jane Austen nerds, if you will, will recognize Norland Park as the uh, home of the Dashwood sisters in Sense and Sensibility, Eleanor and Marianne. So that was the name I chose and it has stuck. That's how I'm tagged on Facebook. Clearly, I'm not in the know, and uh, thank you for edifying me. I've outed myself as an ignoramus, but that's okay. Not at all. I do that frequently. (laughs) I'm excited about this episode because we have something a little different different, um, than the usual. Since you are a TV star, we're going to make this podcast an episode of Jeopardy. Oh. (laughs) At least for part of it. And I set up categories. It's it's only going to be double Jeopardy because I don't want to go through a thousand questions, right? So there'll be double Jeopardy, then I have a final Jeopardy question. And we'll see how many points you can get. Do I have to answer everything in the form of a question? Yes, but (laughs) I'm very lenient. Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to use this. So I'm going to sing along with this and we'll see how it goes. We are sampling this theme song pursuant to the fair use doctrine set forth in section 107 of the copyright act this is clearly a satirical use of this diddy i don't make any money from it and it doesn't harm the original so please don't send a cease and desist letter okay that's that (laughs) that's that (laughs) wonderful wonderful (laughs) I needed to cover my butt. 
All right, so we're going to get right into Jeopardy in abbreviated form. The categories are winning entries, fun and games, this podcast, and initially speaking. And it's double Jeopardy, so it's 200 to 1,000. So what do you want to <laughs> I, I forgot to put in a daily double, but. This podcast for 400. Bob Stack revealed that he got a citation for climbing up on this beloved DC site. What is the Lincoln Memorial? Is right. <laughs> <laughs> and you have 400. Oh, I'll try another category. All right, let's do fun and games for 800. This is the name of the light verse publication edited by loser Melissa Balmain. Oh, verse. oh, what you is light? <laughs> light, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> let's try initially speaking for a thousand. Currently ninth overall all time in the statistics. This person's granola smear is Frank Farm, Ma. Oh, uh, who is Mark Raffman? Oh, nice. I thought that was going to be pretty hard, but you got that <laughs> immediately. So what do you like? You're 2,200. Um, okay, let's okay. see. How about this podcast for 1,000? Ooh, you're going for it. Yeah. The name of this Gene Weingarten episode is a play of the Gene Weingarten episode is a play on this Ashton Kutcher movie. Oh, um, dude, where's my car? Okay. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. We're up to 3,200. Pat is going to pay you because I don't have this kind of money. So. <laughs> I'll look for the envelope. Exactly. Um, all right. Fun and games for, let's see, 600. Supposedly, if she uses one of your contest ideas, the Empress will take you out for this treat. What is ice cream? Correct. Initially speaking for, let's do initially speaking for 800. Currently number two on the all-time ink list. This TW has perhaps the most appropriate last name of any loser. Oh, who is Tom Witte? Excellent. Four, and you're up to 5,000. All and right. Now, we have to take a commercial break. <laughs> so let's pause. Let's hear about you. I I, I know you um, are a fan of Abigail Adams and, and sewing in that uh, style, making dresses and things like that. Why don't you tell us about that? I got into historical interpreting by way of theater. Um, I've been doing theater since I was a kid. I've been doing historical interpreting for about four years, and I got into it by way of theater. And I co-produced a production of 1776 uh -huh. that uh, was a cast made up of entirely um, female and non-binary actors. This was in Seattle in 2015. And in 2016, wearing the costume that I had atten that I had been in the play, uh, that I had worn in the play, I attended a colonial festival in Squim, Washington at the George Washington Inn. And I met a John Adams interpreter there as well as a Ben Franklin interpreter and the John Adams interpreter said, you know, I've been doing this for about 15 years and I would love to include an Abigail Adams in the interpreting and, you know, historical reenacting that I do. And so I did a number of events with his unit and, you know, throughout the West Coast and then moved out to the DC area where a lot of the history that we'd been sort of reenacting out West um, actually happened. And I've been kind of looking for whatever opportunities there are out here to do reenacting and interpreting and all of that. The one kind of flowed into the other. 
So for all of you who can't see what she's wearing right now, she's wearing like an 1803 Abigail Adams elaborate dress, right? That's what you're wearing, right? <laughs> Actually, yeah. I was last Where night. You? Oh, nice. <laughs> I, did, I attended a virtual Regency retreat um, at the Teal House in Connecticut uh, that was being organized by dear friends of mine. And I did dress up last night for the virtual ball. So <laughs> Very nice. All right. We have to get back to the game now. You're 5,000. You're killing your opponent, who is um, Murphy, my dog, who's sitting right behind me. So Murphy's got to get on the... Uh, but you're... I'm going to move you to 600. That's okay. okay. Among losers, this person has the most listened to episode of this podcast. But that's probably due, to impar- due in part to his being the first loser on the show. Uh, let's see. Who is... Um... The name is not coming to me. I apologize. Ru- no, this guy is a legend. He's actually number one. Oh, the- he's number one. Then yes. it's uh, Chris Doyle. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so let's finish out this category with 800. Okay. This person composed and performs the theme song to this podcast. Who is Jonathan Jensen? Excellent. And it's 6,000. <laughs> <laughs> let's finish uh, out. What is it? Uh, initially speaking. Okay. For 200. PM, though we could also have called this royal figure T.E. The Empress, who is Pat Myers. Correct. Initially speaking for 400. A.S., or the guy who set up your uh, the Chase watch party. Oh, uh, Andrew Schatz. Correct. Up for, what is that, 400, 5,800? I'm losing <laughs> track. <laughs> uh, close enough. Let's finish out the category 600. Not Jesus Christ but another JC whose last name famously rhymes with gases. Is that, who is Jeff going to pass us? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> is right for up to 6,400. Okay, let's uh, do winning entries for a thousand. Let's go for it. Okay. One of the contests was without a winner, though a QAnon member or writer obsessed with Joe DiMaggio's consecutive hitting streak might have done well in one of these. So what I'm asking is complicated. I'm asking for one of the one of the contests that didn't have a winner. Contest that didn't have a winner. Um, this is hard. I have to. I had to ask Jeff. Contempasses. It was. It was one of the really bad taste ones. God, I don't remember the week. Wasn't the prompt? It was a poetry prompt, right? Well, that might have been one. Those aren't the three that he gave me. The three that he gave. Well, I don't. I can't. I only wrote down two of them. One of them was conspiracy theories and the other one was 56 word stories hence the joe dimaggio thing in the writer <laughs> that was really that was the hardest one these are far. getting into like the weeds yeah. of the well of the, uh, it was a thousand you know where pat's not handing <laughs> her money over that easily so let's go back let's start again for 200 this southern bell won this week's contest with an obituary of a, ma- obituary of a man who died searching for gold ah who is beverly sharp correct and you're up to, let's say, 6,600. What's left on fun and games? Did you I close it out already? 200, 400, 1,000. Okay, let's do fun and games for 1,000. The official name of the Limerick Compendium in w- to which many losers contribute. And oh, Chris Doyle um, has hundreds of them. Yes. I had to look it up. Oh, I had my no God, idea. it's not coming. Hang on. Um, I'll give you the first letters. O-E-D- Oh, the, the um, yes, the 
It's not the Oxford English Dictionary, is it? <laughs> oh, okay. Oxford English Dictionary limerick, limerick file. I'm going to say this is close enough. It's the omnificent English Dictionary in limerick form. <laughs> I think that's close enough. So you're up to what, 7,600 or something? You're being very generous. That's okay. That's that's what we do here. All right. Let's see. Um, let's do fun and games. 800. Is that what was left? Okay. So 400 and 200. Okay, let's do 400. The three Jeopardy superstars who appear on The Chase. Who are Brad Rutter, James Holtzauer, and Ken Jennings. Excellent. And you know Brad Rutter pretty well, right? Or Well, for, you know, having filmed uh, an episode of The Chase where we were told, don't talk to him unless he talks to you. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hearing that, I kind of like to smack him upside his head, but that's... he was great. He was <laughs> oh, okay, very, good. Very nice. Okay, good. That makes <laughs> me feel better. I don't want to smack him upside his head anymore. Two hundred. Uh, the name of the Empress's blog, where she goes into more detail about the current week's winners and next week's contest. What is the style conversational? Excellent. So you're up. Let's just say eight thousand now. I've completely <laughs> lost track. That leaves us with winning entries for eight hundred. At four and 400. Okay, let's uh, run 400 and then 800. In a week where you won fourth place for answering a question from a line in the congressional record, you referenced this country. Oh, um, what was Puerto Rico? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? <laughs> was it no. That's the only one you got wrong with your own. My own entry. I'll, I'll, read, it. I'll read it to you. I wish for them a lifetime of love as endless as the ocean, as timeless as the tides. And your question was, Mr. President, how do you plan to support the people of the Bahamas as they try to rebuild? <laughs> Puerto Rico is a good answer. Um, <laughs> I remembered it being yeah. about some disaster. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, no. That, <laughs> that's, so it, it takes you down to 7,600. That takes so, me way down. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that should wipe out, that should clear the whole board. <laughs> I thought, okay, she's going to get this one. That's <laughs> Okay, for 800, this is one of the most famous contest winners, written by Jeff Brecklin, who rendered the hokey pokey as written by this famous author. Who is Shakespeare? Correct. Okay, <laughs> so you redeemed yourself. Now there's final Jeopardy. Uh, oh, and the category is the chase. Uh-huh. Okay. And don't say the answer until the think music's over. I'll, I'll cut it off early. Don't worry. People don't have to listen to 30 seconds of this. The answer is an intrinsic variable star that's designated Beta Orionis because it's in Orion's belt. It's not Betelgeuse, and it's certainly not Polaris. All right, we're cutting that off. Okay, what did you bet, first of all? Oh, uh, all of it. Okay, you bet an ice cream with Pat Myers, right? How about that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So what was your answer? What is Riga? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if people didn't watch The Chase, that was one of the questions that um, Sarah got right. right. She got it right. That was a very hard program. The two questions I got right after talking about how I was, you know, I'm into literature and I'm into acting and I'm into yeah. history. Right. I got the two questions correct were about space. <laughs> That's true. What? Now, tell me, I was a little surprised that you got one wrong, but 
I probably would have gotten it all wrong because I would have frozen. But the one with the Macintosh. I did not even hear her say okay. the name. <laughs> like I was, I was too busy going, how the heck am I supposed to know what kind of fruit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. I would have done the same thing. No, listening back. I'm like, oh my God, she said Macintosh. Yeah. So here's the difference for me between the chase and Jeopardy, which is that, I mean, you know, the same like pressure, the same lights, the same, you know, all of that. However, on Jeopardy, all of the questions are read out loud and also up on a screen. You don't get that with the chase. You don't get that with the quick, you know, the right. quick money building round. Um, the questions are up on a screen for the round where you're going up against the chaser. The, the questions are, you know, projected on a screen. You can see each answer that you have as an option, but the, the quick round questions are not read out and I are not, are not projected. projected and right. I am such a visual processor that it was completely, I was at a disadvantage because of that, because I, you know, trying to process the question as it's being said and remember all the parts of the questions. And they were asking really obscure questions that had, you know, sometimes multiple details to keep mm -hmm. track of. Whereas in Jeopardy, it's all written out and you can usually read it faster than the host can actually get the words out. So you have that time to process it plus right. you know, when they finish, right? So I was completely at a loss because I wasn't catching every word and I wasn't able to see it. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, well... You know, you do better than I would. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's little solace to you, I know. But uh, congratulations on that. Even just getting on the show, I'm sure it's really hard. It was it was a, a grueling process to audition. So I'm glad that I can just enter the invitational without... Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of that, we're going to go over this week's winners. Yes. And we'll pick our four through one. And I know you were prepared and Yes, Thank I made you for my list. Reminding me. So I, you, uh, I couldn't you, you pick just first. four, though. Oh, okay. So you, <laughs> how many did you pick? I picked six. <laughs> All right. You pick your six, five, four, and then I'll okay. start in with my four. Okay. Um, so my sixth was, um, and this is no coincidence that the, you know, the loser's name is the same as the first name of the person, but um, it was Frank Osen's obit of Frank Carney. I just thought that was... Frank Carney, founder of Pizza Hut. In keeping with traditions old, once boxed, he was delivered cold. So that was your six. That was my six. That was my winner. Okay. <laughs> so, you stole my thunder. No, but I like short ones, short yeah. and punchy ones. That was really good. That was yeah. my winner. Great. So, um, okay, go to your number five. So speaking of short and punchy, um, Melissa Balmain's uh, obit of Betty Dodson was my number five. I'd like to think that with her death impending, she somehow engineered a happy ending. Oh, that's a good one. It's not, an, I'm looking at the physical paper. So good. That was excellent. How about number four? My number four was Duncan Stevens of Tom Dempsey, which is just above that one. So you astounded the docs who were there by your bed. You succeeded in raising the bar. They'd seen folks kick the bucket, but never, they said, had it flown so remarkably far. That's the record-setting NFL kicker. Right, right. That's a nice one. I love that. Yeah, he's, uh, Duncan Stevens is a regular on this, <laughs> in this yes. segment. He's constantly mentioned, as yes. most, as a lot of these folks are. It's three now, because I, wait a minute, no, I do my number four. Sorry, getting me all confused. 
My number four was Pat's number four. Of those four pitchers, Ford, Gibson, Necro, Seaver, the way they'd pitch the ball and with perfection flirt would hold us in their thrall and batter's disconcert. But now they've hit the wall for no one can avert the umpire's final call outside and in the dirt. That's great. That's <laughs> a great last line. That's Mark Raffman from Weston. Yes. Great last line. That was my number four. So your number three? My number three, I agreed with Pat on this one, Catherine Johnson. I thought that the the math joke was a great zinger. Catherine G. Johnson, the NASA computer, mathematician ahead of her time, lived a long life to 101, speaking numerically, died in her prime. Excellent. First defender. I love that. That is, that's fantastic. Ellen Haas. And that was my number three, too. Yeah. So all three of us picked the, uh, that is number three. Yes, that was wonderful. And your number two? My number two is Bill Withers' uh, Obit by Bruce Knight. N-I-E-D-T, night, neat. I think it's neat, I love this. I just yeah. love this. <laughs> Bill Withers left some legacy. Ain't no sunshine, lean on me. His hits are an impressive list. I know, 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 I know he will be missed. <laughs> Very clever. Yep. That's a really good, that was, all of these are, you know, just outside my um, my top four. My number two though, and it was just because of the the last rhyme and this person's a master of rhyme, Chris Doyle. And it was for Regis Philbin. In light of Philbin's rapid, rapid rise, down here in showbiz, no surprise, that up in heaven, true prestiges, getting booked on dead with Regis. Yes. <laughs> That's really good. So that, clever. That last line, just uh, that, that rhyme really did it. And yes. so I already did my number one. So what's your number one? My number one is Ken Kaufman's obit of Larry Tesler, just because I love the play on words with the computer functions. <laughs> For Larry Tesler, words of praise, mortality control X short his days. His shortcuts for a large text control C kept online writers from getting sloppy. How useful are the tools he's given in the fast control V world yeah. in which you're living? There is no doubt it must be true. Our thanks to him are not control Z. I just <laughs> love how much layer layering of puns and wordplay there is in that i just you know i didn't even appreciate until you read it and i saw (laughs) that all those things and control x cut control c copy i love it really good fast paced and undo i just love it i love it i think that is all the time we have this was a lot of fun i hope you like the different um, structure we had oh yeah it was great usually i'm like ah, what do you do you know what is your favorite (laughs) entry but I thought this one was, you know, more fun. Plus, we got to mention a lot of people's names. Who, yes. And I like that you pick people and who don't normally appear here, like that first defender and then Ken Kaufman. I'm not sure we had mentioned him before. So yeah. that's neat. Yeah, let's get some more talent in the pool. Super here. fun. I mean, and, you know, when when Pat suggested like, oh, you should totally, you know, and I'm like, I haven't even hit like 50 blots yet. And she's like, no, no, no. I want, you know, newbies. And I was like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, people with energy and uh, this is great stuff. So thanks so much. Thank you. Wonderful having you on. It's been so fun. Was it harder than the chase? <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have studied, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everyone. We'll see you next time. Thanks again to Jonathan Jensen for the theme song and Gil Glass for audio production. <laughs> 
freaks, humor geeks, folks whose tongues are in their cheeks. Welcome to the Style Invitational. Misfits, wags and wits, folks who laugh at naughty bits. Here's a show that's fun and educational. You will meet our leading losers and learn the way they think. Take their tips and maybe you will see your name in ink. Empress Pat, aristocrat, she'll put out the welcome mat. So get in line and file in, soon you will be smiling. Welcome to the Style Invitational.